Waymaker Church. He is risen. Yes, yes. What a powerful, powerful view of the narrative of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Today, we celebrate that. We celebrate that as the church, as his bride, as his family. We are gathered today to celebrate that we serve not a dead savior, but we serve a living savior, that he is alive and well, and that he is in us. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is in you and me. Can we thank God for that today? Yeah. Today, uh, there are many people here. Many of you are guests. Uh, You are our neighbors and, and you've You've seen the traffic and and you've heard about Waymaker Church and you've joined us today on this Easter Sunday and I want to welcome you. Uh, Some of you are here to witness a friend or a family member's baptism and I welcome you here today. I'm so glad that you're here. You know, most people, wherever you are, as far as believing in Jesus or not believing in Jesus, most people know what the story is of Easter. Most people could tell you exactly what you saw there. Most people could say, yeah, uh, there was Jesus and, and he lived and he claimed to be the Messiah. He claimed to be savior. And then, and then he got himself in trouble from the authorities and, and from the religious community because of his claims. And therefore they illegally tried him and they executed him on a cross. Most people, whether you believe in Jesus or not, would say, yeah, I kinda, I kinda know that story. I kinda know what's going on there. Most people would say, yes, and and, and he rose from the dead. And if you believe in Jesus, you would say, that's the cornerstone of your faith. If you don't believe in Jesus, you would say, okay, that's nice. And I, I'm glad that you guys believe that. And, and I'm glad to be here with you today, but that's just not where I am. And I get that. And I understand that. I hope today though, you get a glimpse of something that you open your heart and your mind to really what that story means. Because I don't really wanna talk about and to recount what that story is. I want to talk about today why it matters. Why does it matter? I want to answer a a very important question. Why does it matter that Jesus died on a cross and rose from the dead? And you can already begin to see it through Logan and Donna's story today. But before we go any further, I want us to read scripture together. And if you're new to Waymaker Church, we do this every week. We stand for the reading of the scripture. So if you would just stand with me today, just stand with me today. And I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this. You guys are gonna be up and down all all day. It's all good though. And you're gonna be cheering and you're gonna be singing. But what better day, what better day to be cheering and singing and reading together We're going to read Psalm 145. We'll read this together starting in verse eight. Just follow me. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. All of of your works, thank you, Lord. And your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds, about the majesty and glory of your reign. 
for your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. I, I, wanna, I wanna just hone in on that for just a second. The Lord helps the fallen and those who are heavy burdened, those who are heavy laden. That's who God is. And it says that his character, his love goes from generation to generation, that he is patient, that he's merciful. It's who he is. He cannot help it. He wants to help fallen people get up. He wants to help people who are burdened by religion and rebellion. He wants to take that load from them and say, I will carry that for you. That's who God is. And I want to say today that right there in the midst of it, that's why Jesus' death and resurrection matters. Pray with me, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I pray on this gathering today that we would we would feel your spirit, we would hear your spirit, we would be transformed by your Holy Spirit because your Holy Spirit is pointing us to Jesus. I pray, I pray for the broken heart today. I pray for the closed mind today. I pray for the shattered body today, that today healing would happen, that you would bring fallen people up to their feet again, that you would bring the brokenhearted and you would mend today that you would help the mind that is confused and twisted and chaotic find clarity and peace today, that you would allow the clenched fist to unclench and raise in joy today. I pray right now that we make you famous. I pray that these baptisms, that we see our brothers and sisters who are going all in and all out in baptism, that you would be at the center of it because it's your story. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I was um, combing my hair this morning. Now, for some of you, you're like, how does he do that? I do that with a Mach 3 Bic razor. So you comb your hair, I cut mine. And I nicked my forehead just ever so slightly. So I started to bleed. And it reminded me of how human I am, how human I am. You know, that my skin is thin. As much as I try to think that I'm competent and I can get myself together, that even just a small razor at the wrong angle can remind me that I can bleed to death, that my life is frail and fragile, that I live in a fatal fall and and unfair world. I watched the news this morning or I read the news this morning and saw that over 150 of our brothers and sisters in Sri Lanka went to celebrate Easter and were murdered by terrorists. And, and, and I'm, just, I'm just pausing in that moment thinking, wow, it's hard to be human. It's hard. Even when things are going right for us. Every day we wake up, we wake up to these these bodies that no matter how well we take care of them, they're falling apart. They're decaying. They're going to die someday, a very human death. It's hard to be human because why? Because we also have to grapple with our own internal limitations. You know, when life gets quiet and 
and nobody's talking to us and we're not distracted, we're, re- we're realizing, wait a minute, I, I, I am frail. I, I have limitations. I'm not who I wanna be. There's someone else I'm striving to be. Who am I becoming? What am I becoming? We, we wrestle with these things. It's hard to be human, why? Because we have relationships with other humans. Can I get a witness? Yeah, other frail, fallen, broken human beings just like us who don't meet our expectations, who make commitments and don't, don't, don't follow through with them, who hurt us, who sin against us, and we do the same to them, and it creates this distance and this distraction. I mean, it's hard to be human because what do we do with that hurt and what do we do with that sin? in our lives because we can't seem to get a handle on our conscience because even if we try to lie to ourselves and say, well, no, no, that's not a big deal. That addiction's not a big deal. That adultery's not a big deal. That legalism is not a big deal. That false God in my life is not a big deal. We just can't get a handle on our conscience. There's something that tells us, no, 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 no. You're... You're just you're distant from God. As much as we try to deny it, no, no, that's not a big deal. That's not really happening in my life. Whatever that is in your life, in my life, as much as we try to justify it, well, you see, it's okay for me to do that. It's okay for me to lie to you. It's okay for me to have greed in my heart. It's okay for me to lust after things that aren't mine. But you, you can't do that. As much as I try to justify that in my own life and You try to justify it in your life and say, it's okay for me, but it's not okay for you. There's this conscience. There's this thing in us that God has placed there that says, hey, I want you to love like me. And when you hurt you and you hurt each other, you're hurting me and you're distant from me. And and I I want that distance to be close. I, I wanna make this right again. And so what do we do when we don't handle our conscience or we try to handle it on our own? We get stressed out. And some of you today are stressed out. And you're running, you're striving, you're trying to get it all together and you are stressed out. Some of you are freaked out. Like, you know what? I don't even know what's going on in my life right now. You know, I'm showing up at this church service and I'm a mess. Some of you are checked out and you are so lost in distractions and you're numbing yourself with all these things. And maybe even today's part of that. Maybe if I just go to church and sing some songs, it'll numb me a little bit more. Some of you are burned out. Some of you are just like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And here's the thing. And this is the good news. This is the good news. Is that Jesus, his life, his death and resurrection means something. It means something in all of that. And I want to answer a question. What did Jesus' death and resurrection make a way for? And why does it change my humanity now and forever? What does it make a way for? How does it help me with being stressed out and checked out and flaked out and burned out or whatever out you are right now. How does it help? And to understand that, we've got to go all the way back to the beginning when God said, I am breathing life into my prized creation, humankind. He already said, let there be light. And then he said, let us make 
man in our own image. Let us make woman in our own image. And he did just that. But in order for his love for us and our love for him to be true, he had to give us a choice. He had to give us the freedom to not choose him. But what ends up happening, we exchange that freedom for autonomy. And what is autonomy? It simply means a law unto ourselves. Humanity embraced a lie from the very beginning that we can define good and evil on our own. And you know what? That leaves us stressed out. It leaves us checked out. It leaves us freaked out. It leaves us burned out. Why? Because we realize that we can't figure out right and wrong on our own. And when we do, we just hurt ourselves and we hurt other people. And ultimately, we hurt the heart of God. A law into myself. I'm out there, I'm trying to do this on my own. I'm trying to justify myself. I'm trying to redeem myself. I'm trying to transform myself. And what do I do? I just keep coming back to the same things over and over. Here's the good news. And the writer of Hebrews, he was a follower of Jesus who grew up in the Jewish faith. This writer knew all of the patriarchs and the prophets and the priests and the poets of the Old Testament. And he's writing to a group of people who grew up in the same, who've now believed and followed Jesus, but have come to a place in their faith where it's like, hey, we've been going to church and we've been singing the songs, but I'm stressed out. I'm freaked out. I'm burned out. Checked out. And so this writer pulls from the Old Testament and says, Jesus was here the whole time. Jesus was here the whole time and he was bringing all of this to completion. And so when he came to live a human life, he changed everything. Look what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 10, verse 19, he says, and so dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. You can today, and I can today because of Jesus, we can argue with God. You ever argue with God? God, I, I don't like this. I don't like what's going on in my life right now. I don't like the fact that she walked out on us. I don't like the fact that mom is sick in the hospital and we don't know if she's going to get out alive. God, I don't like it. We can petition God. God, would you help me? God, would you? You know why? Because Jesus. Because Jesus, because Jesus makes that possible for us. And you know, our brothers and sisters who are here today to go all in and all out in believer's baptism, they're reminding us of that. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. We can boldly go before God. We can argue with him, we can petition him, we can praise him. We can say, yay God, yay God, you did this in my life. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. This writer is drawing on the tabernacle and the temple imagery of the Old Testament to say, hey, there's no longer a curtain there anymore in front of you and God. That curtain has been, and God is, he is after you with his love. He is before you with his love. Verse 21, and since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God 
with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. The presence of God, Waymaker Church, is in this place right now. The presence of God is right here. And he's chasing us and he's reminding us of his love for us. That at God's core, he is love, even in his justice and even in his truth. It is all about love for our guilty conscience. Remember that? Our guilty conscience that stresses us out, that freaks us out, that flakes us out, that burns us out because we're trying to figure it out on our own. Here's what the writer of Hebrew reminds us because we forget Jesus took care of that. He took care of that. You're not accused anymore. You're not guilty anymore of the hurts and the sins that you've caused yourself and other people and ultimately the heart of God. That's been taken care of by Jesus for our guilty conscience have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And I love this imagery because it is baptism imagery. Our bodies have been washed with pure water. You have been resurrected into new life. And you see, Jesus' death and resurrection, it does two things for us. And I love this. It helps us live out and it helps us break out. Come on, somebody. It helps us live out, not be stressed out, not be burned out. It helps us live out and break out. What does it help us live out? Jesus' death and resurrection helps us live out a new and life-giving way to be human. I no longer have to wake up every day and say, on my own willpower, I will love people. On my own willpower, I will figure out a way to be joyful and kind and patient and at rest. No, it is Jesus' power in me. It is his spirit in me that lets me wake up every day and live out the victorious life that he paid for on a cross and that he rose three days later to give me. I can live that out today. And you can live that out today. And you know what? Our brothers and sisters who are going into the water today as a symbol of my old life is dead, my old stressed out, freaked out, burned out, life is dead because I couldn't get my hurts and my sins figured out on my own. Jesus did it for me and I am resurrected to live out a new way to be human. Jesus made a way for us to break out of sin, evil and death and live as God's people. To break out of sin, evil and death. Listen, Donna shared her story this morning. Strung out on drugs trying to find meaning in this broken man and that broken man and another broken man. Children estranged, her family torn apart by hurt and sin, trying to get it together. Someone said, let me tell you about Jesus. The very people who were fostering her kids, she opened her heart and she opened her mind to something new. And you know what? Today she lives victorious. You heard what she said. She says, my mental illness is is starting to get clear. I no longer want the drugs to numb my life. I no longer want the alcohol to be a God to me. Why? 
because of Jesus. Because Jesus has brought something to my pain. I don't have to go to those things, those empty things anymore. I can go to Jesus. I can go to God. I can argue with God. I can petition God. And I can praise God. God. And that's what she did today. And that's what you saw just moments ago. Can we thank Donna for telling her story today? Yeah. Come on. Mm. Well, listen, I know that there are some of you here today. And today is the day that you need to believe Jesus has made a way for you to live out and to break out, to live out a new way to be a human being. You're tired of religion stressing you out. You're tired of rebellion freaking you out, burning you out. You're ready to live out a new way to be human. You are ready to break out of the chains of your addictions and your distractions and all the things that have numbed your heart and broken up the relationships in your life. You're ready to break out of that. And I want to say to this, today is the day that you can make the most important decision. I'm going to ask everybody right now just to bow your heads and close your eyes. Even if you don't believe in God, even if you don't believe in God right now, I just want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And if that's you and you don't believe in God, I just want you to open your heart and mind and say, God, if you're here, if you're real, speak to me, speak to me. Just let yourself do that right now. But if you're here today and you know, you know that all of your doubts and all of your skepticism, all of your hurts and all of your wounds have gotten really, really small and your need for eternal rescue has gotten unavoidable, I wanna help you do that today by making the most important decision, a decision that the men and women who are getting baptized today made at some point in their life. And as Donna said, back in July, I'm gonna count to three. And at three, I just want you to boldly raise your hand. One, right now, I just want you to just acknowledge that God is your heavenly father. Just tell him right now, God, thank you for being my heavenly father, for creating me. Just tell him that right now. Two, right now, just tell him, in your own words. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus, your son. Today, I make him Lord of my life. Today, I accept eternal forgiveness for all of my sins. You just tell him that right now. The Bible says that when you proclaim that with your lips, that something eternal happens on the soul level that your mind and your heart and your soul agree with God that you need him, that you need him, you need his forgiveness. Right now, in that same breath, invite the Holy Spirit of God to come in to your heart and your mind to start transforming all the patterns of your mind from the ways of this world to the ways of God's heart to live out and to break out, to live out and to break out. And if you proclaim that before God in this moment for the very first time, three, I want you to raise your hand boldly right now. Just raise your hand boldly. Don't worry about who's around you just right now. Just raise your hand boldly. Just say, today is the day that I stop running from God. I stop resisting him. I stop replacing him with religion and rebellion. 
and I step into new life. like for you to look up here right now. I want us to celebrate two more people, two more people who've passed from death to life, crossed the threshold of faith into new life in Jesus Christ. Listen, if that was you today, I want to tell you what your next step is, and you can do that this very day. Your next step is baptism. And I want to invite you as we respond in just a second in song and in celebration. I, I want to invite you. We have men and women in the back who have baptism signs. They have, you can just see them right back there. The, the men and women with these, with these lights and these signs, you can just see them. If that was you today and you are ready to go all in and all out in, in baptism, I want you to just go right to one of those men or women and they will take you to the table. We have a change of clothes for you today. And during our time of baptism, you can get baptized today in just moments. If you are here today though, and you made that decision seasons ago, you made a decision to stop running from God and you have believed and followed Jesus, but you have yet to get baptized. And you know that today is the day that you just need to to go all in and go all out and say, I'm gonna proclaim to the world that Jesus Jesus has allowed me to live out a new way to be human. And he has allowed me to break out of sin, evil, and death and to put past failure and past sin behind me so that I can live in present redemption and future hope. If that's you today, I want you to just walk out in just a moment when we stand and just say, today I need to get baptized. And we will lead you to where you need to go. We have a change of clothes for you today and we will celebrate your baptism this very day. Mm. I love what God is doing in this place. Would you pray with me?